Hi, it's Sarah Martin. It's been a while. I've been standing in the middle of my home office, just looking around. It's the sight of someone who fled the scene, leaving artifacts more or less arrested in time. Newspaper clippings, receipts, photographs, transcripts, hard drives, dried-out highlighters all scattered around. And there's a second layer of rubble, too. Two small clothes, a broken lamp, kids' winter boots, old sports equipment, toys outgrown. My office has become the family garage or dumping ground of abandoned objects. To return to my work, my podcast, I'd have to do a deep excavation to find the story I began in 2019 and abandoned when the pandemic hit. For my family, the breaks hit us in March 2020, like most everyone. Then in May of that same year, someone pulled an emergency break. My husband was diagnosed with an advanced stage of cancer at 45. When the doctor told us he'd found a significant tumor and calmly began to outline our next steps, drawing a picture of what the months and years ahead might look like for us, I slowly started to feel a second bubble forming around us. This one was more impenetrable than the first, one where my family would be safe, where we would survive. It meant that the family house bubble we were cocooning in like so many others took on this second shape. The harder bubble was now inside our home to protect my husband from us, as he was further compromised by chemotherapy and other treatments. And we locked our doors to the outside a little tighter, too. I didn't realize at the time the sheer energy this mode of being requires. It's automatic. So when the first warm meal arrived at our front door, wrapped in towels like a swaddled baby, in a crate, multiple courses, sides as well as sweets, I stood at the door a little taken aback, at the expression of care, mask on with only my eyes able to express this well of gratitude at the feast my friend was dropping off. At first, I didn't think I needed the support. It was too much. I was okay. But when the meal started arriving on a schedule, something really special happened. We'd say hello to our friends briefly at the door, friends we hadn't seen in months. But when we brought the food in and sat down at the table together as a family— Opening bits of paper with instructions, what to add to what, what to heat or cool, it was as if the friends who had brought the food had somehow pulled up a chair at the table. We weren't alone. I've long had this tagline for the podcast, Home Cooked, the secret ingredient is love. I don't think I really understood how true this was until I received these home-cooked meals from our community to prop us up in our time of need. I want to offer a personal thank you to everyone in my life and all you listeners who have expressed their love through food. I know I couldn't have made it through this without you. So here I am in 2023. My husband endured two years of treatments and multiple surgeries, and his doctors say it's no short of a miracle that he's cancer-free today. And he's been back at work for months now, so I thought it was time for me to stand and face the rubble in my home office and start digging to find that story I'd left here in early 2020. My working title for this next episode is Surfacing. It's a story about a young Indigenous leader named Cory Snake. It's about a treaty being settled after a hundred years and how that impacts a community's access to food. It's about how food and harvesting are intrinsically connected to our history and culture. And it's also about a 5,000-year-old harvesting site right here, just north of Toronto, that may have a lot to show us about stewardship and sharing.
Corey's unfailing generosity to continuously invite me to Rama to go fishing and hunting with him during and after the pandemic also played a big part in helping me get back to work and telling this beautiful, important story. So please tune in for Corey's story and more episodes of Home Cooked next year. Thanks for hanging in. <laughs>